Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, and you're listening to Music You're Missing. I am so happy to bring you Matthew Coma of Winnecta Bowling League on the show today. This is a really cool episode for me because I've genuinely been such a longtime fan of Matthew Coma. His tracks, Cheap Sunglasses, Wasted, I Wish, and so many more are huge staples in my friend group. They always come on the queue when we're together. I was actually interning at Sony when Winnecta Bowling League was introduced. I remember they said it was led by Matthew Coma. I was immediately hooked and I've been following this band since day one and you know what they have yet to let me down we're going to chat with Matt in just a bit but come on you've listened to podcasts before you know the drill so if you're new here again my name is Brendan Janetti. I've been working in the music industry for about six years now pre-covid I was an on-air radio personality for country radio in short I used fake tan and I talked in a fake country accent but I am happy to report that I do not do that anymore and I did get quickly fired when covid came around. Uh, That being said, my time in radio, it really did make me realize how disconnected music media is to actual music. So me being absolutely type A, I took matters into my own hands and I created Music You're Missing. Basically, I work with really cool artists who I think deserve more attention. I interview them and then I put their tracks on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. If you head to that playlist right now, you'll see Winnecta Bowling League on the cover. But hey, we don't just stop at podcasts and playlisting. We also also have really cool merch like hoodies, dad hats, self-deprecating t-shirts, and fanny packs. We also sponsor concerts when possible, and we're looking into booking artists through our parent company, Big Night Entertainment. So the best way to keep up with us and all of our happenings is on Instagram, at Music You're Missing. Go toss us a follow. We have a bunch of cool resources and links for artists in our bio as well. If you are an artist, you can submit your music directly to us completely free. We have a link in the bio for that. Um, All right, that's enough about me. I am so excited to bring you Matthew Coma of Winnecta Bowling League. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> How many times have you done an interview and people get your band's name wrong? A lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, we get Wakanda Bowling League. We get, um, we played the other night and they spelled, Winnet, what, what did they do? They did uh, the K before the T, Winnecta. Oh, no. Yeah, it happens. So, I, I mean, I, I get it. I'm familiar with how you spell it, but every time I wrote it in an email or anything to anyone on the team, I always had to double check because like, that's pretty much a staple. Like Whenever you do work, you don't want to be disrespectful. We, we were on TikTok for about six months as the wrong spelling before I even noticed. So <laughs> No way. Yes, yeah, so I can't really. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, it's, it's all good. See, I would get a little bit of offended. Um, but anyways, welcome to Boston. We were just chatting. Brighton Music Hall, you've never played before. Never played. So you're playing tonight. Heard it's red. You actually just kind of had a break. In your tour schedule. In our huge world tour. <laughs> that was eight shows. We took a, took a much-deserved break. break. Do you? What's your thought on that? Do you actually like the break, or is it kind of like throwing a, a loop in your, like, the productivity you had going? It's both. I feel like we were just sort of getting in, um, yeah, sort of just finally getting in the groove of, mm-hmm. like, okay, it's been two years since we played shows, and now it feels good again. But from a COVID safety standpoint, it's great, because you're sort of building in if... God forbid anything goes down and somebody gets sick. Yeah. There's a little bit of built-in time, so you don't have to cancel a bunch of stuff. True. And we just had Thanksgiving, so you want to make sure we're feeling healthy and good for that. Yeah. How I, I kind of hate Thanksgiving. Me too. I was yeah. just saying. I, we hate, I hate the holidays. I, it's just, it's, I, I'm 25, as we said. Yeah. So people there were either treating me. <laughs> my grandfather. Uh, people there were either treating me like a baby or like I should have my whole fucking life together. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. actually neither. 
Um, yeah. Um, you're supposed to have it all figured out and also you have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, that being said, what was the best thing on your, on your Thanksgiving plate? <sighs> Mother-in-law's stuffing. It's really good. What's in it? It's like some, it's, it's like cornmeal based. Oh, I think cornmeal. Okay. Cornbread based. Cornbread based. Oh, interesting. Sweet. Is cornmeal and cornbread, same thing. I think they're the, I think cornmeal is used to make cornbread. Then, fact check, fact check. Any, yeah. <laughs> a- anybody? Yeah, that. Yes. Whatever, whatever okay. that thing okay. is. That sounds delicious. It was great. Um, there's always just so much food. Too much. Too much. This was actually the first year, speaking of getting older, where I was like, this feels wrong. I am eating, I'm very gluttonous. I like actually felt bad That's about disgusting. it for a few days after. I was like, this is really wrong. <laughs> yeah. We knew we were leaving like a day after too. So you have to have that foresight of whatever I'm doing now, I'm going to feel on a plane. In 24 oh hours. shit. Well, I did the, did you like follow it? Did, were you successful? Uh, eh. It was no. very goopy. It was a goopy Thanksgiving. There was a lot what of do you like, mean goopy. <laughs> like, I was looking at my plate and I was like, this shit's goopy. Like there's like squash souffle, there's yeah, yeah, stuffing, yeah, there's yeah, mashed yeah, potatoes. Yeah. That's not, it just doesn't yeah. look gross and it makes you feel gross too. That, yeah, that was the vibe too. It's like the, the cranberry sauce mixed with the 19 versions of smashed potatoes. Yeah. 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 And everyone's bringing the, and when people bring dishes, they always bring chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, bring you something know what? else. This was the first year we didn't have many people. Oh, true. And it was kind of rad. Really? Not the first year, because last year, obviously, nobody yeah, saw no anybody, one. and we made pizzas, and it was very untraditional. But this year, we didn't have that many guests, so that that was, there was a minimum of that, which was nice. Are you, you're kind of like a natural introvert. Yeah, I hate everyone. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just curious. I love everyone, too. It's not that I hate everyone. Um, I don't have an answer for that. I just, like, don't want to pick when I'm on. Sometimes I'm off, and I want to be off, and then other times I can be on. If that makes sense. I've actually, I've recently become really comfortable just being off nice. and, and not carrying the burden of feeling like I need to do, yeah. to do anything. Did that on Thanksgiving. My family was there, took my dog, took a nap. Yeah. I kind of feel like when I'm ready to lay down now, I'm going <laughs> to go because you're not getting the best version of me. <laughs> no, I'm useless at this point. Yeah, I, I will ruin wanna, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or any, any event or yeah, holiday. Fuck it. I'll happens. ruin a funeral if I have to. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. Uh, It feels like growth, actually. Weird, like a backwards growth. Like, I actually am happy with it, and I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know. If if you're feeling the pressure to have to be something, you probably shouldn't be there for Mm -hmm. an extended period. You always have to do things you don't want to do. But you don't need to stay for, I don't know, two hours? You're right. I feel like two hours is sort of the cap for all social events. You can then decide, proceed, or nap i yeah that's something i've definitely been honing in on in in my 25th year for sure congratulations like, thank you thank you yeah. um matt coma obviously we were just talking about how i became familiar with your music or with winecta bowling league actually because i was a huge fan of yours before cool but i've come to find out that maybe you kind of aren't um they don't have the same amount of connection that you do with this band and i don't want to get into that like i don't want to like have you delve into that? I'm more so curious. Was Winnecta Bowling League the sound you've always you wanted? You say Winnecta so interesting. Say it again. Fuck. Winnecta? Winnecta? Winnecta. It's Winnetka. 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 Yeah. Okay. I, I like how you say it because it's not wrong. It's just different. Okay, good. Uh, you, if you're wondering if I watched a lot of YouTube videos of you saying it so I wouldn't get it wrong, I did. When yeah. That, I when, mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't said it like no, that. No, so no, no, no. I knew just, it was going to happen. Winnetka. Winnetka. Was this a sound you always wanted to make or did you just know you needed to kind of step away from the EDM world to craft a new sound? 
Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think it was, you know, something I started with, oh, I'm going to set out to make this thing that sounds like this. It was more just the electronic thing, which sort of accidentally happened, mm-hmm. was really rad and a cool experience, but definitely not what I grew up listening to or sort of what resonated with me in terms of, you know, I think you you sort of have this picture of what, you know, success looks like when you're first starting out in bands or I guess in anything, but when it looks different than that and it's technically still success, it's very confusing because you're like, okay, I'm sort of, I always equate it to, it's kind of like you grew up, you know, wanting to, to be in the NFL, but instead you're in the NBA and you're like, okay, it's still sports. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But it's just, it's so far from sort of where, where you saw yourself being in terms of what you're making, yeah. or in, in, at least for me in terms of what I was making. So I just knew that eventually I was going to want to start something that wasn't attached to that. And I also just like the idea of, okay, I did that for six, seven years and it was cool, but now what, you know, what's the next thing that's going to be exciting. So I think this just was born sort of out of, I like that I keep looking over there because our <laughs> picture's there. Like, let me speak to them. It's, yeah, it's like horribly edited. Let me speak to myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was just, I'm going to start something new. I don't know what it is. I'm going to start writing and I'll kind of figure it out when I get there. Okay. And the first song that came and felt sort of like, oh, this is the start of this new thing, whatever it is, was was a song called On the Five. And then from there, it was like, oh, I get it. I get what the lane is for this thing. And mm-hmm. that obviously evolved and changed a lot in the three years we've been a band, but it was it was an obvious starting point. So, I think On the Five, you kind of debuted immediately with like a sense of humor with your branding and band, especially with the music video. Totally. Why do you think you incorporate that? Is it natural, or do you just kind of want to make something more lighthearted? I think... Um, I don't know. I, f- I hate when people or things take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And that's not to say my favorite songs are typically ballads and sad songs. So uh, it's not necessarily that in the art that it can't be heavy or serious. But I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe it's a crutch of just not wanting to, you know, place too much importance or make people think we care too much. There's, I don't know. Crush. I like, I like to laugh, and and it's not that serious. It's gotcha. music, you know. That's um, a good point, though. I think like anytime you're a creator or something, I, I feel like I even see myself doing that. Like I need to really just like if I'm if I'm having too much of an influencer moment, like with my latest shit, I'm like I need to like post a picture of me eating a SpongeBob ice cream, which I did last yeah. night. Like I can't, it can't be too serious all the time because it's not who yeah. I am. I don't know. I'm just always in a state of humiliation. So I think <laughs> I think having some level of humor involved makes it more digestible or something yeah and also i feel like when i'm happiest it's when i'm making my friends laugh and stuff so having a a, a piece of that carry over to what we do makes it feel a little bit more like oh yeah this is real and and at least a slice of authentic mm-hmm. it's really easy i think to lose track of that part of it like is this part sincere or real? At least in the experience I had with with electronic music, where I was like, "Wow, I'm, I'm basically playing a role in a lot of ways." Yeah, and I didn't want to do that with this. I wanted to make sure that, for better or for worse, whether it works or it didn't work, it was at least just an extension of like hanging out in a room. Mm-hmm. From like an outsider's perspective, I feel like the EDM world is a bit more intimidating. Is that true or false? Would you say? I guess um, like there's a lot of egos. There's more. I ego. think false for me because okay. here's the thing: anything that you grow up honoring or that has 
value to you is going to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So if you grew up loving electronic music and then you get to work with some of the biggest DJs, yeah, you're going to be like, wow, this is this is crazy. For me, because I had no context, it was just kind of funny because it's like, what are these? And I don't want to generalize because there's plenty of people I met in that world who were fucking rad and really good people and people I still stay in touch with to this day yeah. and who are super talented. And then there's like anything, there's people where it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know what justifies that ego. And it's just humorous to not have the context of like, Oh, you're a person. Cause <laughs> I have no clue who you are yeah. or yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny. That that's also another great point. I feel like there's so like, and once you've done it for so long, it's like, you can't even be intimidated anymore. Cause like you've met, like if you meet one huge person, whether that's like on a business side or celebrity side, it's like, yeah, I've already done that. Like, I'm not impressed. I mean, I yeah. honor your work, but I'm not scared or like, I'm not going to, you know, especially you when say. you don't have, I don't know, again, not having the context of like, I've, I i don't know what it is you do or <laughs> what, you know, Sorry. it's not intimidating then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like if anything, because you're sort of meeting on that level ground, at, at least the people that I, I had a connection with in that world, it was like just sort of being impressed by the fact that they can do what they can do and also have a world of influence all around the map. Mm-hmm. That was, that was a cool discovery when that would happen where it's yeah. like, Oh, you actually are super schooled in all this other stuff and you are into electronic music, but you also have, you know, an entire other world of stuff that you appreciate and listen to in your downtime. And that finds its way into what you're doing. Yeah. I feel like now too, uh, it's like almost more common or acceptable to kind of branch out into other genres and other worlds than previous. I think maybe just because of streaming and, and how people I are mean, consuming. I mean, yeah, it's, it's genreless, right? Yeah. Where it used to be so, I don't know, you're defined by the bands you listen to or the artists you listen to. And now yeah. that doesn't exist as much. I think it still does maybe for, you know, if you're in middle school or like high school or something <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, the stuff you're coming up on that your your friends listen to. But yeah, it's so much less divided or compartmentalized yeah it's a funny thing we do with everything it's like put them in boxes and whatnot yeah bring it back to the humor though you're pretty funny on tiktok thanks (laughs) you seem like you don't really have like a you kind of just let it all out there on tiktok give me some advice i don't know how do you i don't know what i'm doing it's funny like you i mean your song about the, the nut man thanks i like that one that was funny TikTok's weird, man. <laughs> it it's, is. It's like it my is. favorite thing in the world to be on as a consumer because mm-hmm. it's great and people are so talented. Yeah. And you're constantly blown away by how funny. And there's such so many people there's are. There's such variety too of, of things totally. to consume. It's all over the map, and people. It, it's really it's a really cool space because you can decide you want to, you know, find a chef who does something really different and interesting, and you'll find somebody in their bedroom who now has a following because. There's a platform for it. That yeah. kind of stuff's awesome. And yeah, the humor stuff, like, I don't know. I'll find somebody every day who I've never heard of in my life that makes me crack up. I think that's really cool. But the, from the creating it side, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because to be, especially as a band, you're trying to figure out like, okay, how do we, you know, be active in that community and and hopefully connect some dots. But also it's not all that interesting to like sit in front of a camera and play our music, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know. Well, from I don't, I certainly don't have the answer. <laughs> from doing this, I mean, I've I've talked to obviously a lot of artists, and something that's like a general consensus is when you post content like curated to promote your band or artistry, nobody cares. No one cares. No. It's it's always the other things that you maybe accidentally intertwine music, and that gets it, or it's something completely different, and that's that's what gets traction. Which totally. I also kind of like because it kind of makes it an authentic sort of social media in comparison to other things. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah. you're you're 100% right. Yeah. Anything, I mean, it's like the big joke with a lot of my friends. I mean, there's obviously exceptions. There's artists who their platform is mostly based on the fact that they make music or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that's what people are there for. And then, yeah, then there's the other 95% where it's like, cool, if I post like a cheeseburger or something, it's more interesting <laughs> than our fucking new song. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Gail, who you're on tour with, she's yeah. having a moment on TikTok killing it like a super moment and it's so rad to see because i mean i feel like honestly it's happened in the past like three weeks since Mm -hmm. we've had our little break or whatever from shows and we all loved the song we thought the song was rad from you know the second we heard it and and took her out and now it's working and it's so cool to see that it's like because obviously again like we we get to interview a lot of artists that have some success on tiktok but her abcdefu for context is like creating a whole life of its own beyond just the TikTok world. Like, Oh, it's, yeah. It's, today's it's, top it's, hits radio. It's awesome. It's a big moment. It's, That's it's, really exciting. It's the thing you hope it does, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think it's cool. Like, I don't know. I, you hear so many artists and bands. Everybody has different opinions about TikTok and how it factors in. You hear a lot of like, oh, it's such a bummer that that's how music breaks. But you also see so many examples now of songs that are out for four, six, eight years, and suddenly they have a life of their own because yeah something happened and discovered and that's so much cooler to me than the old model of like okay cool we're gonna put a song out we have a month we have two months and if it doesn't work it's over and and it's buried Mm -hmm. it's like that sucks (laughs) this this idea of it anything can happen like yeah it's the wild west but i think it's rad i think it's really cool that there's always a chance somebody could discover something and it could take on a life of its own and, and give you a moment. And in Gail's case, it's rad because it's, it's correlating with like, it's her first single and it's her first tour and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's happening all at the right moment, which is awesome. But for all bands, I think it's, it's cool. Yeah. No, like you said, it definitely is like a sense of optimism where there never was, or maybe a little less sense of optimism before because you really needed to have connections to break. And now if you do it correctly, you can do it on your own a little bit. Yeah. Or you just have nothing to do with it, which is even a bit more liberating (laughs) where you know, I don't know, we make records and we do our job and they're out there and something could totally connect, you know, in an unconventional way because, I don't know, somebody decides to do an oven dance to it or whatever it is, you know, like the, <laughs> the good old fashioned oven dance, the good old fashioned <laughs> oven bun dance, like whatever it is. And you're like, oh, OK, cool. Now the song's being heard. That, yeah, that couldn't that couldn't have happened or existed three years ago, four years ago. So you've teased tracks on TikTok. Fuck it. I miss you. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear about that. Is it coming out? It is coming out in January. Oh, wow. You actually have a date. That's awesome. Yeah, I forget the actual date, but it's in January. It's I'm really excited, out. man. That was such a, like, I know there was only like 60 seconds of it posted, but I was like, damn, this hurts. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I like ballads a lot. I feel like I always tend to want to write ballads and I feel like people care about those the least sometimes. Yeah. But that one, yeah, I mean, it feels special to me for the same reasons I wanted to start a band like this is to do the stuff that just feels really fulfilling and that's one of those tunes and who knows you know it, it's knows? exciting to do stuff that you care about and back and and know that it gets a chance to live you know would you say like what's doing something you're caring about it and knowing it gets a chance to live what was like a moment for you that you like kind of just like looked at and you're like wow i'm really happy that this is going on i mean honestly i think in the past month since we got back on the road just seeing people show up to the shows because we didn't have that much time as a band pre-covid yeah that that must have been extra hard you were like still i mean obviously you, you've are you're coming in with experience but you're still developing like this band. but yeah but honestly nobody gives a shit in a good way about 
my history and other stuff when it comes to this band because it's so different and it's so disconnected that it's mm-hmm. not like there's any you know currency to to say oh yeah I was did X Y and I also don't want that I, I wanted this to True. be a complete like deadlift from zero of just let people hear the music and discover it and if it's a happy discovery that oh you know he did X Y and Z cool but if not like that's totally fine too um, so we were a band for like a year basically. And didn't get a chance to tour that much, but the little touring we did independently in terms of like not opening for another artist, it was like 30 people at a show, you know, it's just what it is when you're a new band. Mm -hmm. So we had no idea what to expect starting to tour again, you know, two years after basically just sitting at home and releasing music in a, in a bubble. And it felt really fulfilling to be like, oh, people are showing up to these shows and they know the catalog. They know all the tunes. It, it doesn't feel so song driven where it's like, oh, they just know this one tune and that's yeah. what they're waiting for. It felt very much like, I mean, we were totally shocked because again, you just don't know what to expect. We very well could have went back to these cities and been like, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see like shows selling out for the first time and that kind of stuff, it just, that was a moment of like, this is really cool because this is totally based on stuff we dig doing and there's no other sort of... Um, you know, angle. So since you had that break and like your songs had to gain traction beyond touring, now that you're back, what do you think is like the track that everyone goes crazy for? Or is it like you said, kind of all like equal? I feel like there's like three or four that are above the rest, but it feels like there's a general, you know, familiarity with a bunch of the tunes, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. I don't know if there's one that's like, that's, that's cool. Those are the shows that I like where you're not just waiting for like that one song. You're enjoying all of them. Totally. I mean, selfishly, yes. <laughs> Two. I mean, because I've been to, uh, I've been to a couple shows where, like, clearly, you know, the headliner people were there because of the like last few songs or whatever. But so it's really nice when you can have like a whole vibe to the whole concert. Yeah, totally. People I mean, jamming. We'll take it. I want to break down. A lyric we'll also with take you. one song. Whatever you got. <laughs> True. Want. I want to break down a lyric with you. Super Cali, fragile eagle. If fragile. Ego, yeah, mild psychosis, super califragilistic, <laughs> That is such an awesome play on that word. Did Thanks. you write that? Yeah, what I, inspired I, like who did no. you see that you wrote that down? I have no idea, really. No, because I mean, I well, I'm sure it probably fits the bill for a lot of people. I guess I'm trying to think about what he means at this point, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, I'm terrible about recounting. Yeah, I know a lot of people have those like it was a cathartic moment. And I don't know, fucking know. It's a funny lyric. Like I, I love when I can listen to a song and like jam out to it, but also kind of giggle, which again cool. you do really well. Um, so yeah, I just think that's I like, like that a too. great. That's from the Thank song you. Pulp, by the way. If anyone's, um, do you like Pulp in your orange shoes? I do. Do you really? Yeah, not obviously, too, not like a heavy, not a heavy pulp, like, like a medium. Do they do they come in like different yeah, yeah, sizes? Yeah. yeah, you can get none, you can get light, you can get medium, you can get heavy. I'm certainly a no pulp guy, so that's why I don't. You're know. no? No, I'm definitely a no pulp guy. Dude, try light. <laughs> I'll wean myself into the pulp world. It's, yeah, it's good. Oh, that's funny. Um, so in terms of what's next, we have fuck it. I miss you. Coming soon. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the next tune that comes out, and we have we have an EP that we're gonna release. Nice, sort of around that. One thing I think is really interesting is you still have yet to have a debut album, like even before and still now, but it doesn't really seem like it's on your radar. I would love to know like why, because I mean, me too. because uh, no. <laughs> um, you don't need to have an album. And I think you exemplify that really well. I, when I, when I first started, I shouldn't say first started, but when the electronic stuff started happening, I was sort of 
always making records for my artist side mm-hmm. that was more singer songwriter driven and it just became more and more obvious that oh these two don't connect at all and it was it was sort of just at a time where it was hard to to have it make sense that this was the same voice that was on these tracks that was then releasing this music it was just yeah weird time of music where like maybe or maybe it wasn't weird time of music maybe it was just me but i couldn't connect those dots so I felt like there was a lot of trial and error where it was like, well, we'd make a record, but then we'd put a song or two out and realize like, it's not really connecting the dots. So let's bail skis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened a bunch in terms of that initial window of sort of starting to have songs, you know, coming out. And then when the band started, I don't know if it was because of that experience or just there's something nice about record five six songs put them out record five six songs put them out yeah. especially like nobody's waiting for a, a, an album you know and to dump 12 songs on people for for the kind of band we are and being newer it just I, I don't know what the upside would be to that yeah versus the ability to just keep being and i also like tend to hate stuff six months after it's done so there's something nice about cool we're stoked on it put it out move on and you don't have to overthink it yeah um so I don't know, maybe we do a record at some point, but it's definitely, it's not like a no, but it's also sort of like, why? That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like, not that, I mean, people want to hear music from you, but they don't necessarily want 12 songs that, like, all at once. Yeah, I don't, I don't. People are, are they buying albums anymore anyways? Like, it, it's a, I think a lot of people just are pressured into doing things because it's just the norm, like releasing an album. Yeah, I mean, and in our case, like we, we record the records alone, so there's less, I don't know, it's less of a thing. It's not like we have to go somewhere and, you know, mm-hmm. hibernate for three months to make, make an album. We might as well do 12 songs. Like, it's not that. It's sort of just an ongoing thing where it's like, oh, well, there's five or six more done. We should put them out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe this last EP was a little bit more of a pause. Like, let's, I'm not going to work on anything else. And I'm just going to make, you know, seven, eight songs and pick the five or six that feel rad. And that was a cool process, but also in some ways felt like unnecessary pressure because songs just sort of happen where it's like, oh, this feels like a Winneka thing. This one doesn't, but, you know, and, and when they do, it's fun to just finish them. That's kind of a, a learning moment, though. Yeah. Still on, you know, like three years in the band, you're still learning. That's interesting to hear. Totally. I mean, yeah, 100%. What do you think, like, now, so we have the song coming out in January, EP, what are your goals for the band beyond that? I, I don't know. Um... I think it's really cool to have the beginnings of a fan base that care about mm-hmm. the band and care about the tunes. And if we can sort of grow that to a point where we can just play for people and, you know, hopefully an increasing number that sort of get it and are part of the world that it is like that, that's sort of enough for me. Yeah. Um, you're, I mean, you're, you're pretty much there. <laughs> we're getting there yeah. and it, and it's fun. Um, you know, I, I've had the other thing. I've had the other thing of having larger audiences, but for stuff that didn't feel as connected. I, I keep saying this stupid thing that sounds so dumb to be this far in in a career and still feel this way, but I never really had that band experience where it's like, oh, the audience is singing along with our band. Mm-hmm. It was always sort of like we were too new for them to be familiar with the songs or in the electronic space, it just felt so different because it's not like we're playing instrument. It's not a band. Yeah. So chasing that experience that... I feel like somehow I had skipped around and had a lot of the other good parts, but didn't get to do that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
sort of chasing that has been like a goal and now experiencing that it's like oh yeah this is this is really fulfilling and i'd like to keep doing a version of that and i really love working on other records i love producing and writing for other artists like that stuff is is super fulfilling and and low pressure in a different way so having that balance with the ability to 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 then go tour this and just feel like we're building something pure and it's our people and if it's 50 or 100 or 150 or 500 as it's you know as we've seen that curve happen the past three years like just want to keep doing that whatever that thing is and and hopefully it builds wow that's really nice to hear that was really like sweet (laughs) and i feel like it's like you said it it seems like you know you kind of have it and i understand you maybe you want it to grow a little bit more but it is really nice that it's like working out Totally. It's cool. And it's nice to be surprised. You know, um, again, I, I think we've seen a lot of friends and artists who were at all different levels of the game before COVID hit and nobody was sort of immune to how, how the cards were going to fall after there's, there's plenty of friends bands we have where it's like their touring kind of remained the same or, you know, it's been a lot harder for them or yeah. they broke up or, you know, whatever. So we just feel fortunate that like, okay, cool. We managed to survive that. And somehow continue to keep building and and yeah it's like oh it's almost that simple just keep putting music out and hope people dig it you know and like what you do yeah uh, yeah especially now i just think there's so much less um control it's like it's sort of just that's that, that's it whether you're an independent artist or you're sitting at your your house in in wisconsin or or here or you're on a major label with tons of money like it's all sort of the same plan you're putting music out and you're being visible and people are either going to react to it or not, or not for three years or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, but in short, like if you like what you do, yeah, good. relatively, if you <laughs> what you do, you should do it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's super interesting. Um, I, that was actually really cool to hear that. That's how you feel. Um, cause I think, you know, if just as like a fan myself, uh, it's interesting to, to see you take on this endeavor because like you said, it really is so different. And, speaking candidly, I don't mean to sound like a douche, but like, it's almost like not that you're taking a step back, but you're restarting um, and to know that you're fulfilled by doing it and that it has grown is really cool to hear. It's honestly, it's so much better in so many ways. Again, I think from the outside, it's really easy to look at. um, And we're guilty of it too, because you never know somebody's story or what's going on in their head. So it's easy to look at objective success and be like, well, that was a really big wave and that Mm -hmm. worked and now you're doing smaller stuff. So, but I was so miserable during so much of that that it didn't feel like anything. Um, and I'm so much more here for this and feel so much more. And again, I have the 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 leisure to do that because I spend so much time doing the other stuff. So yeah, um, I'm really grateful for the other stuff because it allowed me the ability to be like, cool, I'm going to just let this thing build naturally and be what it is and be the animal it is. But yeah, it is really, really fulfilling and just a different different way and I think I was so jealous for so long because you'd hear artists talk about how yeah I grew up and wrote songs and then one day those songs became known and at you know 25 or whatever I was just doing what I've always done and I felt like wait I didn't do that I did the thing where like this other thing happened so I sort of went to that door that opened and yes it was successful but what the fuck does that mean like yeah I hate I hated it in, in so many ways I'm proud of some of the work but just the overall experience I was like this it wasn't the line that I wanted to draw. And this feels a little bit more like, Oh, we got back to the the line, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's a great story. And I, I think people, you know, even if you are, you've established a certain point in your career, if you don't like it, like pivoting is an option pending. You're not like 
stuck to contracts or whatnot but like pivoting totally. is an option and i think like that's something i've, I've literally it's, it's changed a, my life every year leisurely option you know yeah. because there's a there's a lot of a lot of jobs or places in life where you don't have that option and you need to work because you need the paycheck or this or that so having the ability to have that option it would it would be um really silly to not take it mm-hmm. and to not listen to that part but again it all comes back to like what you value what you're into what there's plenty of people who you know yeah yeah 100 well you know serious chat aside do you like nintendo 64 i do <laughs> okay yeah, so very much we have a game that we play uh with artists basically and you know i know you had said it doesn't really sound that tough but i promise you it is we're gonna play Great. nintendo 64 mario kart i'm gonna pull up questions from a bag music you're missing branded bag not bragging um that's cool <laughs> Uh, we ask the question and we have to answer it while playing. Are the questions, um, are they always the same? So that's the thing is the question. So normally like for the interviews, we like to stick it to like music. These questions are thought provoking questions and sometimes they get deep. Hmm. Like we had one artist, uh, who do we have? Versace. We asked him what's something from his childhood that he would like, he still holds on to. So it really opens up a lot of, uh, hmm. a lot of discussion. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Three. Two, one, and we're off. All right. My guy is Matt, I've got my first question for you, and it's... Wait, how are you still driving? (laughs) I'm holding A. Oh, I see. What characteristic of yours has led to your success so far? I don't know. (laughs) Your characteristic is... Mine would probably be the fact that, like, I don't factor in the fact that failure is an option. I forget, which one day will catch up to me. Crippling anxiety. Exactly, yes. Search lane gang. What is the one item you possess that you would run into a burning building to save? Item as in not humans? Yes. I know you have a family. Um, <laughs> That's too easy. What item would I... Oh, I just hit you. Sorry. Um, A burning building. Man, I'm thinking <laughs> of all the items that mean something to me, and none of them are worth burning for. Um... I think probably like okay, probably like a snack I really like. <laughs> what would that snack be? Maybe like Dream Pops. Have you guys gotten into Dream Pops? What's a Dream Pop? It's um, it's this little little pint of like edible ice cream, but it's dairy free for my lactose intolerant self. Oh wow! I'd probably cruise into a burning house to <laughs> grab. It's worth it. To you grab know the the birthday cake flavor. At least you died doing what you love. Um, next question is, what, what item from your childhood have you held on through through adulthood? Uh, I, I could actually answer this very well. Good. Elf, an elf doll. Really? Yeah. Do you know who Elf is? Oh, Elf. Yeah. Uh, no. Kind, <laughs> uh, he kind of looks like a penis. <laughs> and he's brown. Or his nose looks like a penis, not his entirety. And he's a really dirty doll based on, like, early 90s TV show maybe that I had okay. I, cu- I couldn't sleep without and now um, I tried to pass it on to my daughter but she's terrified of it <laughs> how does that make you feel like do, are you sad that she doesn't like it she likes it but she doesn't want it in her crib okay so I feel like she respects it but <laughs> I respect the fact that she wants nothing to do with Elf that's nice yeah it's a mutual I'll have to google it I have a similar I have a dog I have a real dog named Douglas but he was inspired by a fake dog named Douglas that I had growing up and I still have him I'm remembering all my tricks to get around. Uh, yeah, there's definitely here. some cheats here. Yeah. Um, if you went back in time and had to choose another career, what would you choose? Oh, it's over. Do we keep talking? Or <laughs> yeah, keep, you, okay. can, you can answer it. Um, I'd probably be a history teacher. Really? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. High school, middle school, elementary school. 
probably high school or college. I would, yeah, I'd want, I would want older kids for sure. Yeah, less, at least annoying. <laughs> the ones I can relate to the most because yeah, I'm one of them. At least like one kid could have a conversation maybe at that point. Yeah. Wait, are, we done, are we done playing? We, we technically we... are done. I mean, you're more than welcome to continue playing. Um, but in terms of the, if you want to go round two, I'm more I want to go round two. All right, let's do it. I'm still going to ask more. questions. Still going to ask questions. There we go. Oh, oh, well, we both did that. What did, what did I do? I think we were just too eager. We both hit play. Oh, that's dumb. All right, so for clarification, fine. That could have been a practice run. This time, I'm not I'm not playing around. I'm I mean, I suck. What but... moment in your life would you choose to relive and why? My birth. <laughs> why? <laughs> it would be nice to be present for it and more aware. Yeah, that is kind of like a... I feel like I really wasn't a part of it. Yeah, I heard that. I heard you weren't really... You weren't really that exciting at your birth. Yeah, um, yeah no, that's uh, that low, is low kind of like a spiritual thing I feel like we don't talk about. Uh, what are your opinions on ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. I have. Probably. Yes, I have experience with one. Yeah, I know a lot of people have had experience. I, I think I want to discount them, but they're probably real. I think that's a good way to put it. I don't, I mean, I hope they're not real. Well, I guess I kind of hope they're real. Because then, like, at least I know there's something after you die. But I also don't want to be haunted by a ghost. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be a ghost either, though. Yeah, that, that's kind of a good point. fucking weird. I think I would be a ghost if I could, like, terrorize people only. Um, next question is, how would your best friend describe you? Ah, man. I don't know. That takes way too much insight. <laughs> Um, mine would be just like kind of silly. I feel like I'm interviewing you because you have manic. good answers for everything. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it would just be straight up mania. Um, mania. But usually in a good sense. Uh, next question is how do you respond to criticism? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it depends who it's coming from. I'll like, uh, I'd say generally not well. Yeah. But with some space. After two hours, I could take it pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, end the stigma on not being told not to get offended by criticism. Of course, um, of course I'm offended, but I will <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was All pretty right. good. You got fourth. I got seventh. Fourth and seventh. Third right. and sixth. I could stop on that. That was a great game. It's pretty good. I think I'm officially undefeated, though. I have actually, oh, really? every time we've had an artist... I've never lost. What do you think that says about you? That I'm a nerd. <laughs> that, that this is, these are my skill sets. Yeah. Pulling, pulling questions out of a bag, asking them, and then playing Nintendo 64. It is, uh, it is specific. It, yeah. I, it's hard to get a job beyond this because like on my resume, it's like Nintendo 64 Pro. Hey. Final Cut Pro, never heard of it. We're living in the future. <laughs> Microsoft you, Excel. You, you never know. <laughs> When that could very well be a true job description. True, gaming is the uh, it, it's the future. Anyways, Matt, I really appreciate you coming in. Obviously, been a long time fan. I'm excited to see your show tonight. Thank you. Um, what should I expect? Disappointment. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I will be expecting nothing yeah. but disappointment, and yeah. from me as well. I want you to know that set I'm just gonna just I'm gonna boo. Be set the bar low. Be surprised. Okay. You know. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm stoked. Um, thank you again. Thank you so much.